2: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Clear Channel's iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Jane Wilkins-Michael Show. Better than before. An hour of beauty, health, fitness, and lifestyle advice from renowned columnist and author Jane Wilkins-Michael and her guest, top experts in their fields. Join Jane's campaign to become better than before. Now, here she is, Jane Wilkins-Michael.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins-Michael Show, Better Than Before, on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. And now, everyone, please say hello to the woman who is my extreme sports teammate for life, my producer, Lori Houston. Hi, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> You don't have to talk. Just accept, right? <laughs> and you know what springtime means? <clears throat> it means bungee jumping. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. <laughs> Although I'm so stressed lately with my new book, Long Live You, that I'm considering bungee jumping, but without the bungee cord. <laughs> but that's sort of counterproductive, I would think, to Long mm. Live You. So I'm I'm just kidding. All is well. Besides, you keep me grounded. You know that, Lori. <laughs> um, <laughs> We have an all-star show today. After the break, we're going to meet star chef Ryan Scott, who's going to keep us all healthy by telling us what to put on our shopping list and how to prepare healthy meals that are easy to make. My kind of chef. And I will also ask him how to make kale so my husband will not claim it's bitter and therefore won't eat it. So the lawyer, Lori, will no longer have excuses for not eating leafy greens. But speaking of stars (coughs) and sports, my first guest is Celebrated country music star and songwriter jesse james decker she is the wife of eric decker who is a star wide receiver for the new york jets football team and together they star in the e-networks hit reality series eric and jesse game on i love that show and they Lori, are the world's most gorgeous couple without a doubt Jessie is also a mother. She's about to have her second child. She's a clothing designer and a pet advocate, as she and Eric have teamed up with Purina to celebrate the start of National Pet Month and kick off the Paw It Forward movement, which encourages pet owners to spend more quality time with their pets throughout the month of May and, of course, beyond. Hi, Jessie. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us.
3: Thanks for having me. You
1: know, Jessie, you do it all. Motherhood? the wife of a sports star, a music star yourself, a designer, a TV reality star, dedicated to your community. I'm, I'm exhausted just talking about it. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so let's take it one by one. <clears throat> let's start with talking about our pets. Pull it forward. Uh, the movement was created to support National Pet Month, which is this month, and inspire pet owners to appreciate All the things our pets do for us throughout the year, as well as promote giving back to all pets. Um, You have two golden retrievers. uh, Thank you. And, uh, you know, I adored my dog. I just recently lost him. He was a 120-pound Rottweiler. He was the sweetest. He was a mush, as people would say. And, you know, as we know, Jesse, dogs never judge you. They never criticize. They never tell you that your butt looks big in those pants. You know, not yours, but you know, <laughs> mine. Um, they always wag their tails when you come home, you know, and, and cats are there for you too, of course. Um, tell us what you're doing with Purina's Paw Forward movement for National Pet Month.
3: Well, it is National Pet Month for the month of May. And so, you know, we're just taking this time to raise some awareness for, for everyone to, like you said, spend more time with your pets, give back, and give to those pets that are in need that don't have love or that need to be rescued. And so it's very, very important to us. Um, this is very close to home with us since we have our own foundation um, where we rescue dogs. And so, you know, this is, it just felt like a very natural fit and we just love everything about this campaign. So it's, it's all about uh, pot forward with Purina and um, you know, we can go to pure love for to learn more about it, but it's just all about giving back to your pets.
1: Now you might say that again. The the website. I mean the that yes. you just mentioned.
3: It's pure love pets dot com.
1: Okay, that's good. So now you, uh, the Eric and Jesse Decker Foundation, uh, have an initiative called Decker Dogs. You you just talked a yes. little bit about your foundation, and that helps the rescue, care, and training of service dogs for our military veterans returning home with disabilities. So it's a wonderful, wonderful initiative. Um, it is. What, what inspired you to do this this particular Decker um, Dogs campaign?
3: I grew up around military my whole life. My dad's in the Air Force. I was born on a military base. Um, it's all I've ever known was being around military. And I was fortunate enough a few years ago to go overseas with Kid Rock and perform for our troops in the Middle East. So, you know, it's very, very personal, very close to home with me. And um, I think also we're huge pet lovers, so I think that... We, the ability to rescue dogs and give them a second chance, a second chance at life and they can actually change someone's life by being there for them. It's it's unbelievable. I just think this is a cause we feel very passionate about.
1: You know, and dogs are so therapeutic. Sometimes there's a there's a there's a a pet store. I don't would never obviously recommend buying a, a dog in a pet store and puppy mills are just I don't want to go into that. They're so Horrendous, But, you know, just touching a puppy or sometimes you get depressed just going and holding them. It's so therapeutic. You know, dogs are just, dogs are the best. (laughs) I would live with dogs. It's
3: extremely therapeutic. And even if it's not, you know, a service dog that's been trained, I still call our golden retrievers our service dogs. If we're having a bad day or maybe, you know, one of the games didn't go the way Eric wanted to. Or maybe there's a show I didn't feel like was the best. Come home and, and pet your dog and, and it gives you love and it goes away. I feel like all of our pets are our service dogs in a way. You know, they, they're there for us to give us that unconditional love and they don't judge us. They don't know what's going on in our day. All they want to do is just give you love. It's just, it's amazing.
1: As I mentioned, when you come home, they're always happy to see you no matter what. <laughs> they wag their tails. Always. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And cats too. Lori has a cat, Jasper. We cannot forget Jasper. So just so you know, we, we're we bringing cats in cats there too, gets- <laughs> right. So Jesse, let's talk about you. You, as I mentioned, you're a, a country music star, um, but you're also uh, a mother. You have a daughter, and you have a, a son on the way any minute. When are you? When are you due? Soon, right? I'm due September. Hopefully not. Any oh, minute. September. <laughs> okay, not that soon. So you're not going to have it during have, during the show. Okay, that would be no, a no, great not, show. I, actually, I, <laughs> we'll follow you like to the I'm hospital.
2: To go,
1: but... <laughs> it feels like it, right? I think I was like twelve, like. 13 months pregnant by the time I actually had my, my child um, but you know something I find that having children is one of the hardest jobs in the world I, I just I, I feel that and, and the most complicated um, h- how do you find uh, you, you have to combine so much um, do you ever sleep
3: no I definitely <laughs> do not sleep you know I always say anybody can be a mother but not everyone can be a good mother and it takes so much work and dedication to be a great mother and to do the right thing. And I've definitely noticed that. I mean, I don't, I never knew I could love someone so much and so unconditionally and, and put them before everything. My whole life is surrounded by what my little girl needs. And so I I just think it's just such an incredible blessing to be a mother. And it's all about balance. You know, I do have a career. I'm very busy, um, while maintaining being an amazing wife to Eric. and um, But, you know, she comes first in our life. And if something doesn't work out career-wise or if schedule, schedules don't line up, we just don't do it. She's number one, and that's just the way it goes.
1: Yeah, that's that's good to hear. And she will benefit greatly from that attitude, I, I tell you. Oh, I just... she's a very confident little girl. Let <laughs> yeah. me tell you,
2: she's benefiting. <laughs>
1: I I was I, I tell this story when I had, after I had my third child, um, I would uh, write from home for a couple of days a week because I was, you know, it just worked out that I could not go to the office every day. And of course, as soon as I would start to do an interview on the phone, the, the, the kids would start to beat each other up. I mean, it just was natural. They could be quiet the whole time, of course, until I picked up the phone. And I would just tell people that, you know, somebody brought their little monsters into the office. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to get out of it, uh-huh. they'd, they'd feel sorry for me, yeah. but you know, you, you do what you do what you have to do. You know, you, I, I worked out my, my, my life basically for my, for my children. And, and as, as you are, um, and my husband too, he listens to the show. I can't leave him out. Um, now your husband, <laughs> Eric Decker is mentioned. He's, um, uh, now of course the life of an athlete involves many, many yes. things, travel, training injuries, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of excitement, I would imagine. Um, and, and, on Eric and Jesse, Game On, it shows that uh, you have such a loving relationship with your husband. Um, and that's, of course, very important. Um, and, and, you know, I've found that once you have kids, having to combine that with a career and everything else, that husbands generally get the short shrift. <clears throat> At least my husband did. <laughs> and, he, and he never stops telling me that. Um, <clears throat> how do you manage to keep this loving relationship with all that you have to do?
3: You know, it definitely does change once you have children because the shift does kind of direct to your children, and it's all about them. I just, I just think Eric and I, even before we had, we had Vivian, we were pregnant with her, our our second. We were so obsessed with one another that even if we weren't giving each other all the attention we necessarily needed right now, there's so much love that we have. I don't even think we've noticed it. We just, we have fun just sitting there on the couch looking at each other, not having conversation. We just genuinely love being with one another. So I think we're just blessed and fortunate enough that we found each other and that we felt such great love for one another, um, that even through the hard times, we just, we don't ever get really frustrated with each other. And that may not sound real, but it is for us. We just, I think when people get married, you need to make sure you marry someone you really love and like, and don't argue with, with much, um, because, the hard stuff comes later in life. This should, before you have children, it's the honeymoon phase. Where you should There should be yeah. no trouble. And once you get married, that's when real life hits you. And that's, that's when, it's, you know, like life and time tests you to make sure that you can handle it. And we're
1: doing really well with it. I love and like my husband, but he will listen to this show and he will quote you. Not to argue with him because <clears throat> I still argue. Doesn't <laughs> it? Doesn't matter how much love and like I have, I still argue with him. So he will he will use that quote that you just said many times. I, I am sure. Um, and also, what's it like living with a with a star athlete? It, it has its you know. Does he he travels a lot, right? Also, or the um, for games? once a week, yeah, once a week he goes um uh just for the game. If it's an
3: out of town game, sometimes it's. A home game so it's not that difficult but he goes to practice every day and um, comes home around five o'clock and I have dinner on the table for him and we just spend family time together but you know I think um, I don't know if I noticed so much how what a huge job he has just because we've been together so long and I kind of met him before all this took off so it's been really exciting and I could not be more proud of him but I will say I just I kind of see the the daddy that comes home. You know, Vivian's daddy and my and my you know sweet husband. I don't know if I necessarily notice all the time
1: or remember
3: uh, how powerful his job is. I, I should try to remember more often because it's very exciting. But I just kind of see him for him. You know.
1: Do you tour? Are you on the road with your career too? Maybe not as much now, but you do your music career. That did that uh, was, was there traveling involved in music tours.
3: Yeah, whenever Eric first met me, I was on tour and traveling quite a bit. And, um, it was actually during the lockout for, for NFL, uh, at that time. So he was able to travel with me and we went to Japan and I had, I was on the road quite a bit. So it was kind of fun for him to see what I, what I did. Um, since we've had children, the touring has, um, slowed down just a little bit because I needed some time. But I have a couple of dates coming up, um, this summer that I'm very excited
0: about.
1: Jesse, tell our listeners how we can get involved in the Purina initiative, or if you want, if we want to make a donation to Decker Dogs, also.
3: So you can go to PureLeforPets to learn more about Paul Ford and um, how we've teamed up with Purina, and it's National Pet Month. So you can log on to there, PureLeforPets dot com to learn more about it and. Uh, to learn more about our foundation with Decker's Dogs, you can go to um, Eric and Jessie, uh, DeckerFoundation.com or I think it's E and J.
1: Again, for the Purina campaign, log on to pureloveforpets.com, and you can join the Paw It Forward movement by sharing the hashtag Paw It, Paw it Forward on social media. To learn more about Decker Dogs, click on to ejdeckerfoundation.com. All right, Jesse, thank you so much for being with us. Everyone stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to star chef Ryan Scott. You're listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. Stay with us. We'll be back.
2: This portion of the Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts. Express Scripts oversees 1.4 billion pharmacy claims each year on behalf of employers, health plans, unions, and government health programs, Express Scripts works to make the use of prescription drugs safer and more affordable for the 100 million Americans they serve. Understanding that better decisions lead to healthier outcomes, Express Scripts helps patients make the best drug choices and health choices possible. Their disease-specific pharmacists are here to help you better understand your prescribed therapy, lower your overall health care costs, and, ultimately, stay on the path to better health. For more information, visit expressscripts.com. Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins' Michael's Show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Jane via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Jane Wilkins-Michael, and better than before.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We are on the air live. You're listening to the Jane Wilkins-Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm here with Lori, as always. And now it is my great pleasure to welcome to the show Chef Ryan Scott. Chef Scott is a TV and radio personality. He currently owns Market and Rye in San Francisco, California. And I was looking at the menu before we went on the air, and I will break my vow to remain gluten-free just so I can try his brioche bread. Uh, They have 20 different hot sauce... Choices, which will get my husband there, too, and, of course, the Juicy Burgers will seal the deal. Uh, Chef Scott was also a contestant on Bravo's Top Chef, the former host of Live Well Network's Food Rush, who has also appeared on national talk shows, including the Rachel Ray Show, The Talk, and The Chew. Funny, uh, Lori. Nobody has invited me to come on their shows to make my special three-minute boiled eggs. <laughs> um, in addition to, to market and rye, he also owns Ryan Scott to Go Catering Service and the Three Some Eat Food Truck. So he knows everything there is to know about food. Welcome to the show, Chef Ryan. Thank you so much for being with us.
0: That is the best intro I think I've ever had in my life. I love.
1: That. Oh my goodness! Thank
0: you. I know. I, I know that's like a Danielle Steele novel to read that, but you actually went through the whole thing. I really appreciate it. Of course I did.
1: Of course I did. I'm yeah, hungry. What can I tell you? This it's lunchtime so you here are in New gluten, York City. You're
0: you're gluten, right? Are you gluten free?
1: I i I try to be gluten free. I don't yeah, I think I am gluten free. Right. I, I am. But so gluten
0: free. Yeah. Did you find out do you find out you're gluten free through allergies or is this just a, a conscious thing that you do for you know, calorie counts, what's your gluten-free
1: purpose? Oh, no, no. I just, I do it because I, um, I think I'm allergic to wheat. You know, I had this, all the blood tests and they said wheat. And I figured, you know what, it's an excuse sort of not to eat bread. So I, you know, um, and, and I... right. I've been following it, and I, I, I kind of, when I, when I focus on something, I do it for a while. Like I gave up alcohol for, you know, I don't know when I'm going to start back. Just, you know, I get into these sort of, uh... now my husband just, is pro. He broke...
0: <laughs> yes. He broke my heart saying giving up alcohol.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. Well,
0: that
1: won't be for long. No worries. Um, but, you know, Cheers I may be pro-gluten-free. My husband is pro-pizza. So anything, you know, he asks for extra gluten when we go to places that, you know, can I have a little more gluten? And, you know, so, um, and, the, and the other day we were shopping. And I said, I was hungry. He goes, why don't you have a bagel? I said, really? You know better than to ask me to have a bagel. I mean, seriously? Because, you know, he wanted one. I guess you don't want to eat bagels alone. <laughs> There must be something to <laughs> right. that. Um, and, well, I was and, just you know, in New
0: York, and my wife, that's what she kept saying. She said, can we please get a bagel? Can we please get a bagel? I said, honey, it's either Lombardi's or a bagel. And so Lombardi's went out, and we went and got pizza instead. So oh, okay. It's, a, so. it's one or the other, you know, well, because you I just stare at it.
1: Should have taken ahead. my husband with you. He would have, you know, he would have eaten both, you know. Could have been both. He would have first gone to, to pizza. He has pizza, like a pizza Oh, he has pizza bagels, quite frankly. <laughs> for him, it's a win. <laughs> so he'll, he'll he'll kill me for, for saying this on the air. Um, and, you That's know, we've had right. several chefs on the show, most recently, you know, Michael Simon, and, and we also just had on Dana Cowan, who's the editor-in-chief of Food and Wine, as you probably know. And, and hearing my sad tale of uh, performance in the kitchen, um, I think they felt a little bit sorry for me. Uh, but deep down, when I do get in the kitchen... Um, I, I, I would love to be able to create interesting dishes. I think it's an art, like painting. It's wonderfully therapeutic and relaxing. Um, but, you know, I chose journalism, uh, but quite frankly, I'm starting to reconsider my choice here. So <laughs> tell us, a little, a little, what, what made you decide to go into um, a, into this area as a professional chef?
0: Well, my parents had a restaurant when I was a kid, and Michael is a, it's a good buddy of mine. Him and I share a lot of the same passion. We're actually... We both have the same oven in our house, the Blue Star ovens that we both love to use. And, uh, you know, with getting into the kitchen, you've got to make sure you have the right tools. But, you know, I was, I was started and sparked through my family. My parents at 11 uh, opened a restaurant. And I saw the whole passion of, hey, let's put our house up uh, for a second. And let's, let's move the family and let's go, uh, let's go open a restaurant. We opened a restaurant because my dad actually broke his back when he was working as a produce manager. Uh, at a place called Rayleighs, which is like the Krogers of the, of the West Coast, and um, when we when we did that, he couldn't work anymore. So he was trying to find something that can independently support our family. What he didn't know was that the restaurant margins are so damn small. You're looking at 10 to, you know, if a restaurant pulled 18% margins through grow, uh, through net, that's amazing. Long story short. You make a buck, you take home 18 cents for that dollar. My dad didn't know how many dollars he had to do to support our family. Uh, And I learned it through that, cooking with my family and and, and cooking eggs and started breakfast. This is a passion of mine at 11 years old, so much that I got in trouble. In sixth grade, I got in a fight with my brother. I got suspended and sent home and my dad says, you're on the line and you're prepping today and you're gonna cook. He didn't know that I had the biggest grin inside my stomach and my heart saying, you know what, I'll get suspended every day if this is what I get to do. And uh, you know, my parents learned very quickly the allure of uh, the food world. Uh, and I think it was 25 years they were married, they were divorced a year later and we were bankrupt and <laughs> we lost the house and lost the restaurant. Oh, wow. And you would think at a kid at 11 seeing all that, would never get into it and I have gotten into it myself and I've been in the restaurant business now since I was professionally since I was eighteen, I'm thirty five. So do quick math on that is seventeen years I've been cooking professionally or if you throw on I was eleven, you know, almost twenty. So it's my passion. I love it. I mean I ordered for my ninth birthday that Romful Peel food dehydrator that you saw on TV because I was mm-hmm. watching Romful Peel make beef jerky and dried strawberries out. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. And not just be a food dehydrator chef, but <laughs> then I started getting into Martin Yan's cooking. I saw him uh, on PBS back in the day, and he would, Yan can cook, so can you. And so on my 10th birthday, I asked for a walk because I was inspired by my dear friend now. He's my dear friend, Martin Yan. So, uh, you know, food is sparked through passion. And, uh, you know, as people, journalists that grow up right liking some writers, I grew up liking some chefs. And uh, today I can count a lot of them as friends of mine, and it's an honor.
1: Yeah, well, you know, for say you mentioned uh, 17 years. We we sort of run a similar path, but I took another turn. For 17 years I've been ruining everything I do. So <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, rather unfortunately, and I know you, you, you just were recently married, but um, uh, you know, and I, I remember the first meal that I made for my husband. For some reason, I have no idea why it was moussaka, and I, I don't know. I mean, I can't even make a hamburger, and I decided to make moussaka for some. I, I don't know. I became possessed, and finally, he, he looked at me and he said, "You know, this is really disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's kind oh, of he, gone he down." Said- yeah. He's, no.
0: I mean, Moussaka is one of those. Here's the thing. Lasagna, slow cooked dishes, uh, something like Moussaka is pretty forgiving. And the fact that you messed that up, I think I need to come to your house and give you a big hug.
1: <laughs> oh, OK. Well, no, come to my house and bring food. I mean, please. I'd love the hug, yes, but exactly. bring food, too.
0: <laughs> you didn't tell Michael Simon that, I hope. I mean, you're, No, 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 no. Mastaka he said his or, wife is a vegetarian. Or, or, like,
1: and I thought, wow, yeah, a vegetarian idiot. married to Michael Simon? I mean, that seems like such a waste of talent. <laughs> what can You're I right, tell you? Right. But he's gotten very
0: good at his veggie dishes. I, I guarantee that. <laughs> uh, my wife thought uh, she's half Chinese. So what the great thing about it is in our, in our kitchen, you know, my pantry staples that you would never think before are actually, you know, we have fermented black bean paste. We have Korean chilies. We have six different types of soy, uh some that I got from Taiwan that were homemade. So it's, you know, it's actually made me a better cook and, you know, our new oven that we put in the kitchen, we actually have a walk station built into it because, uh, you know, influenced her family and now my family. So, uh, yeah, I mean, people always say, you know, oh, it must be so great to be married to a chef to my wife. And she's like, he doesn't make crap. He doesn't make anything for me. If he does anything, he literally makes a quick little, like I'll take Rachel Ray's 30-minute meals and cut it down to how many? How quickly can I do a five-minute meal? <laughs> it's just All like, right. well, let's no. go. You're good to have. around. If I, can't chop, it, around. Right. If I can't chop it, clean it, cook it, eat it in, in five minutes, I'm not doing it. So
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, it.
0: I, I, I hear you.
1: I once asked my children, "What is it that you remember about you know mom's cooking over the years?" And they said, "Well, basically those little white boxes of Chinese takeout." So on the table. So I thought, "Well, that's not really what I want them to remember." <laughs> I mean, I hope they remember other things about about my being a mother. So, um, so I know, and you know, we have a, a, unfortunately you do have a, a limited time with us. So I want to get this in. Um, I, I say in my book that your kitchen should really be your lifestyle pharmacy. And also, you know, you can't eat what you can't see, so you sort of go on a junk hunt to to clear out that and if it's white don't don't take a bite i have all these little sayings um so let's go shopping together if you will um what do you suggest for a healthy kitchen what should all of us have on our list of, of, of things that we we should have in our refrigerators our pantries etc
0: right right and that's a really really good question it, it lends a lot to my book that i'm writing right now and it should come out middle of next year and i can't release the name yet because of course that's a a big deal that we're doing, but pantry is the staples of your kitchen. Your refrigerator are the staples of your kitchen. Here's the thing. Mom, dad, anybody that comes home at four o'clock at 8 a.m. when they're pushing the kids off to school or you're hopping on the train or you're getting in your car, you're not thinking about what's for dinner. So making your pantry and your refrigerator accessible to making quick, fast, healthy meals is really important. So I say, make sure you have Dijon mustard in your fridge. You know why Dijon versus regular mustard because no. it has that spice. It has that kick. It has essentially low calorie, low sugar, low salt. It's a great, easy, quick, fast meal replacement to throw on top of a chicken breast that you're roasting or throw it inside your buttermilk dredge that goes on your baked chicken that gets bread crumbs. It You'd be surprised. It's a little bit of mustard that you put inside mac and cheese for dinner. is going to add a little kick. People are like, whoa, you got Chuck Norris up in here. And <laughs> it's really adds a great spice and a great flavor to a simple dish. I use and save every single liquid from pepperoncini juice to pickled jalapeno juice, and you'd be surprised how that adds for vinaigrette instead of buying vinegars. Use that as your base for dressings. Use that as a base for marinade. Some of the best fried chicken I've ever done is actually marinated chicken in the leftover pickle juice from my dill pickled in my fridge. You would never thank it, but it does wonders. I'm also a fan of things that are pre seasoned easy, portable, you know, great package. Starkiss Gourmet Select Tuna Pouches are something that's totally in my pantry right now. I'm a guy on the go. I'm on the road 240 days a year. I, I, so I anything know. that's flavorful, for instance, there's Thai right now. There's Mexican flavor, and there's also Mediterranean uh, with the Gourmet Select. The tuna pouches, they really have a lot of flavor. They're seasoned already. The Mexican has jalapeno in it. The Thai has red bell peppers in it. Excuse me, I'm outside while I do this interview and a great big Harley just drove by. Um, So those kind of flavors that can add a punch to a meal that you don't have to worry about cooking or prepping, that's what food should be about. So remember, when shopping, don't go buy 15 new ingredients when you're shopping. You know, when you're inspired by somebody, go and get one, one thing every single time you shop. I know that the average Americans out there Spend $140 a week when it comes to grocery shopping. So if you just switch something up and add one new thing every time, you're going to add new cooking styles, new techniques, and new flavors to your food. And remember, think twice before you throw it out. It may have extra legs and it may make a really great dish.
1: Pickle, I'm getting, I my list is now including dill pickles and Dijon mustard <laughs> to add to, add it to right my list. I love things like kale. My husband thinks that he's like a super taster, and, you know, kale and stuff doesn't. I mean, you know, he's very selective because he will eat things. I said, I don't eat sugar. He claims that it's too sweet. Um, sugar is too sweet. But then again, kale. you know, what do you, what do you think they put in strawberry shortcake? However, beside. Um, so how do you make vegetables uh, more interesting, both for children and also for adults, such as um, my husband? Any tips for so your food? husband says kale is your husband says kale is too sweet. Anything? No, no, no. But anything bitter. He doesn't like bitter or too sweet. No, I, I kind of ah. mixed my metaphors here. So let's go with a just a, yeah. a briefly. How do you make vegetables more appetizing for people who don't necessarily well, start, like their vegetables? Let's start
0: with the most famous kale out there. Kale is. It's on every menu. There's a kale Caesar on every menu, everywhere you go right now. Kale does have a little bitterness, and you have to understand that in the core of kale, which is the heart, the stem, is where you're going to get a lot of that flavor, that bitterness from it. So always, if you can, if you buy the chopped kale, try to look for the big pieces of the stem and and discard those, okay, unless you want to throw them in in something to stew or braise that's low and slow, which it'll cook that out. Uh, I find with kale, when you chop it up, salt it real quick. If you salt it, it's going to pull out the impurities. It's going to pull out the bitterness from it and then wring it out. Like I'm literally like, you know, season it pretty heavily with kosher salt. Uh, I'm a fan of kosher salt because it's an immediate impact. When you add kosher salt to something, you're going to taste it right then. If you're adding iodized salt, it has iodine in it. and actually can get saltier the next day. If you make a tomato soup, with iodized salt. It can actually be saltier the next day. It's still breaking down chemically in your food. So let's get away from iodized salt. Let's get into kosher salt. Veggies. You would be surprised at how many veggies, especially spring and summer, could be raw. Corn shaved raw, put inside a succotash. Corn shaved raw with just cilantro and your favorite cheese with lime juice over the top. You would be surprised how flavorful and how crunchy and how delicious. Tomatoes just chopped up with salt and olive oil. Your kids are taught that tomato is a vegetable, actually a fruit. Mix it with a watermelon salad coming up in summer and don't tell the kids tomatoes are in it. With a little bit of basil vinaigrette on top and some mozzarella, they will be blown away. And you can always hide them, too. Saute them, put them inside your veggie cakes, put them inside your falafel if you're making that. Just put them inside your casserole. Actually put carrots, onions... Inside your bolognese and let that cook down and you're hiding it and they won't know. Don't tell your husband. Don't tell your wife and it's just a surprise. Also making purees out of veggies. All my restaurants, I, what I do is if I'm serving charred grilled broccoli with a whole, whole mustard seed vinaigrette and ricotta salada, just simple. It's just grilled with fresh cheese on top and a, and a spicy mustard vinaigrette, but I take the stems and I make a puree on the bottom. So there's a, I'm re-fortifying the broccoli when I roast carrots. I take the ends and I roast them down, and then I toss them with a little bit of butter and make a butter, a buttered carrot sauce that goes on top with you know fresh juice at the end. I think a lot of people have been raised like me. You were raised. I call it the daddy center. My dad overcooked everything to make it look like the bottom of your shoe or cake like the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> Remember, he went spinach. to my cooking school,
1: obviously. <laughs>
0: Yes. No, actually, my second book is coming out. It's going to call. It's going to be like, What Daddy Did Wrong. And he hates me for it, but I really don't care. He's not getting any royalties from it, so I can say. <laughs> uh, but, the, but, but the true fact is asparagus. How many times have you had limp, overcooked asparagus? Just asparagus chopped up. Acid is going to be your friend. All oil is going to be your friend. Even just a simple neutral oil. Chop up asparagus, toss it in lemon juice, toss it with a fresh cheese or, or toasted nuts or macadamia nuts. Raw, delicious. The longer it sits, the better it gets. This is one of those dishes that will get better. Raw corn, Brussels sprouts, shaped really thin, tossed in last minute in that pan when you roast your chicken breast. Don't overcook it and just let it sit in the juices. Nobody's going to know. Hey, mom, what's that on the bottom? I'll just eat it. It's great. It's a leafy green. You don't have to – what people don't know, you don't have to tell them. You don't have to tell them it's a Brussels sprout because we all have that, you know, that thought that it's that bastardized, horrible vegetable of the 80s that was supposed to be soggy but it had no flavor. Not anymore. So hide it, do tell them, and have fun with it.
1: Terrific. Well, that's a wonderful advice. So before you leave us, just tell us briefly what is your favorite food. I know I asked Michael Simon, and he said like pulled pork, and I'm thinking, yeah, isn't there anything more creative <laughs> than pork? He said pork. Pork goes with everything. What is your favorite food? Your yeah. go-to food?
0: I think Michael has a tattoo of pork. I haven't. I regret my 1980s armband tattoo. So that's what I've got. <laughs> uh-huh. My uh, my favorite dish. Can I just be completely honest with you? If it's simple, I don't, I mean, I cook at home, I don't know, like 30 times a year. It's whatever my wife makes. She actually makes this really cool. Um, she does this boiled chicken. So what she does is she, is she cooks the chicken on the stovetop in some lemongrass and just some onion, and then she'll take the chicken out after it's cooked, debone it, and then she takes a little bit of sesame oil, throws in some scallions and some cilantro. And puts it on top of the chicken, that little fried, crispy, gingery top of the chicken, brown rice, done. Or a slice of pizza and a beer with my friends. I mean, that's I'm simple. If, it, if you can do it fast and efficient, that's what I'm about. But you know, I'm all about family. So whatever my wife, wife makes, that she has love that she puts into it, it's what matters. It's my mom's spaghetti because it's her heart's in the dish. That's food is fun, but food is also memories. I remember. Chris Body told me this one time, You know the saxophonist or the mm-hmm. trumpet uh, jo- uh, guy. He told me, only in the world is there two things that can bring back memories and great memories of life. Food, when you smell something, brings back a memory of your mom cooking or your dad doing a dish or maybe on vacation somewhere because you can smell the churros cooking. You're like, last time I had a churro was Disneyland as a kid. And music, too. And Chris said this. He's like, when you hear a song, it brings you back to a place. We're lucky as musicians and as foodies And chefs, to be able to harness that and bring people's memories back and take them back to a place that's happy. So anything that brings a memory back to me is something that I love.
1: I think I have to speak again to my children and have them sort of think of me as something more than what they already do. So I think I'm going to start. I think I'm going to definitely, because of you, you have inspired me. I'm going to start cooking, and I like that. I was going to have you, but I think your wife, I, I kind of like her chicken dish, <laughs> truth be told. Yeah, right. <laughs> said, right. It sounds, well, it's just literally solutions. hot oil. Yeah.
0: yeah. So tell Well, I our... thank you. I can't thank you enough for coming on. You guys can check me, let me come on. I, I'm a big fan, so... You have oh, to check me out at dot com on all the other crud, the Facebook, Instagram, and all that stuff. Is Chef Ryan Scott? It's just there's so many social media sites I don't even know anymore. But it's Chef Ryan Scott on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter, the other beautiful thing that's out there. So I talk to everybody, I answer questions. If you've got a question on how to cook a dish, I will answer you online always. So
1: I can't okay. thank you enough we'll for letting me Be prepared for show. influx of emails starting tonight. <laughs> From me, <laughs> I, so, I, I
0: literally. My wife is at two o'clock in the morning. She's like, "What are you doing?" I said, "Somebody asked me how to do a pork chop on t- on Twitter." And she's like, "You're supposed to be sleeping." I said, "I know, but I'm, that's me. I'll, I'll answer my fans always." So. Oh,
1: that's very nice to know. Well, of course, two o'clock. Figure like five a.m. when you are finished with me, at least, or maybe a whole day.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> well, thank the good you thing again. for you is You have my phone number, so text. text I do. Away, my dear
1: <laughs> Oh, I do. Okay, I will. Th- good. Good to know. Well, thanks so much. For being with us, Chef Scott, and everyone that's our show. Uh, Thanks again, Chef. And uh, as always, thank you, Lori. uh, And thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before.
2: Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show?